0: Today, um, with our Bible confession, and then we, of course, we have communion, so we want to move along expeditiously, but reverently, let's do our Bible confession. Today I will believe and confess that Jesus Christ was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him and by jesus stripes i am healed healed. praise the lord all right i I want to um today um before i get started with the rest of the with the message actually i did want to mention we've been talking about the what we wanted to do with the young boys in the back and stuff like that so likewise i want to try to get that going here shortly um, I keep saying shortly, so we're getting real short at this moment. I found something interesting you know I't do know if you all saw it in the paper, you know, um, NBA young Boy say he regrets all his violent lyrics, and now he's planning to convert he's going to be a Mormon. I'm like, really hey, at least get be Baptist or something. I mean a Mormon. But anyway, I said, whatever. But I mean, I, my, my next question was, is he going to give all that money back? Um, you know, because um, he made a whole lot of money off of this violence that he was out there uh, rapping about. And now, all of a sudden, he said he regrets it. But uh, I ain't heard he was turning over his money to nobody just yet, either. But I thought that was interesting, because it just reiterated to me why we need to be doing what we're talking about doing with our boys. You know, because everywhere I keep, you know, I was talking to a young man or somebody telling me about a young man the other day who converted to Islam. And he said, well, he was doing it because, you know, they have discipline and they have this and they have that. And we y'all don't have none of that. And it's not that we don't have it. We don't do it. I mean, you know, obviously, we're not telling our young people and pe- us what we should do, and then do it, because the Bible's filled with things we ought to be doing. The question is, why don't we do it? Uh, but they go and see these folks doing these things, and they think somehow you know, they have something that we don't have, and structure, and all these other things, when really, you know, um, the Bible teaches a lot of that. But I just think we have to sit down with our young people and just make sure that we communicate properly. So that's part of what we're trying to do with that. And enough of uh, NBA for now, and we will move on from there. All right, today I want to go to Psalm 91. Familiar Psalm for a lot of people, but we're going to go to Psalm 91, and we're going to read Psalm 91 today. Let's take a look at it. When you get it, just say, man. All right, Psalm 91. We'll begin there at verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 1,000 shall fall at your side, and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, The young lion, the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we just thank you again for the opportunity just to come into your house and to partake of your word. We pray today that the Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us into your truth and that, Father, we might walk away more reinforced in who you are and what the Holy Spirit is able to do in our lives to keep us. We ask it even now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Today, I'm calling this message simply The Secret Place. Uh, The Secret Place. And my thesis is that Uh, The need for the Lord's favor overrides all things, and he tells us how to get it. The need for the Lord's favor overrides all things, and he tells us how to get it. Now, what's interesting about this psalm is that it makes some of the most outrageous claims. You know, I've said this all the time, I say it as Christians, when you listen to what Jesus said, if you go listen to what he said, I mean, you know, many of us declare ourselves to be Christians, yet at the same time, many times we're just reading over what is there. People say, did you read your Bible today? Did you read your verses? Did you whatever? But if we read and actually hear, like Jesus said, did you hear what I said? He that has ears to hear, let him hear. If you heard what Jesus just said, again, that was one of the most outrageous claims that could have ever been made. God knows every bird, and when a bird falls, not one falls that he don't know about. God knows every single hair on every single head on the whole planet. So 8 billion people's heads, God knows how many hairs on 8 billion heads. Why would God care about hair to start, but that's not even the point. How? Really? That sounds pretty outrageous. But, you know, if we think of our God as just being one who is bellicose and just always talking and just saying stuff because he's bragging. You know, you meet people like that, you know. I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm this, I'm that. You know, they're always bragging on themselves and they, and they kind of add a little extra on about who they really are. But, but is that who God is? I mean, is that what he does? I mean, does God just make up stuff to try to impress us? I know how many hairs on your head. I know the birds. I I, I threw the stars out there. I did all that. When he really didn't do it, he's just talking, right? But if it's true, if it's true, these things that God says, then it means then that we need to reassess what's happening. You know, I have made up my mind that to the extent that these things can't happen in my life, it's because I have failed to step into what God said. I will not die charging God with failing me. That ain't going to happen. If I don't care how I go out, y'all, I'm going to tell him, put it on my casket. If I didn't go out right, something wrong with what pastor was doing. I don't know what he did, but he did something wrong. Don't get up here and start lying on God that he needed me in heaven. You know, pastor could, uh, whatever I could do. Y'all, you know, you know, Pastor's putting on shingles in heaven now. Don't be getting up here lying. Ain't no shingles getting put on in heaven. You know, pastors painting the house of God now. You know, he loved paint. You know, no, no, no. I'm going to be here until I'm supposed to be. I'm not trying to leave until it's my time to go. I'm not, you know, some people will say, well, you ought to not have a problem with dying. I don't, but I'm not. God was the one that said he would satisfy us with long life. I didn't make that up. God said it. So I want what God said. Now, he makes a lot of outrageous claims here. I mean, just think about it. He says, and I'm just going to throw a few of them out for you. God says that he's going to deliver you from the snare of the fowler. God says that you don't have to be afraid of the terror by night. God said that a thousand will fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it won't even come near you. God says that no plague will come near your dwelling. No evil is going to befall you. God will give his angels charge over you. God says you're going to walk on the devil. And God says he's going to deliver you and give you long life. Really? That is outrageous claims. But if you need the favor of God, which we all do, this overrides everything that we need. First, we're about what is God's favor? What is should we be seeking and what should we find here with God? I want you to look first at verse 1. He, he starts off helping us to understand something. And, and in verse 1, I, I, before I deal with it, I'm, I'm going to talk about it in a minute, but I want to say something. This is what I have found basically from this particular scripture. In one place, and I think I'm going to go there now, Let me before I do this first verse, let's go to John chapter 6. Let's look at verse 28 through 29. I'll put it up on the screen for you. John chapter 6, verse 28 through 29. And this will kind of help us. John 6, and we're going to look at verse 28 through 29. This is what they said. Then said they unto him, to Jesus, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God, that you believe on him who he hath sent. All right, now let's go to 1 John. We're going to go to 1 John, and we're going to look at 1 John chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 22 through 24. 1 John 3, verse 22 through 24. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments, look at that, dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby we know that he, look, abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Now let's go back to Psalm 91. Psalm 91 starts off, the very first verse says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. All right, now, now, now uh, let's hold up a minute. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So God makes us a promise here that we can find ourselves under his shadow if we do something. Now, from these verses, I have found this. This is what we do. From all, from all of Psalm 91, verse 1 through 16, this is what we do. Now think about what Jesus said. Jesus said, this is the work of God, that you believe on me and do whatever. Then John said, we follow Jesus' commandments and we love one another, because that's what he said. This, then we can be assured God will answer our prayers and we'll hear from God. So what about all the work? What about everything? We, what do we do? I just told you. Jesus said the work is to believe on him, follow God's commandments, do what we're supposed to do, right? Now, I want you to think about this. This is what I found in looking at every verse in Psalm 91 from 1 through 16. This is what we do. Verse 1, we dwell. Verse 2, you say. Verse 14, you set your love, and verse 15, you call upon him. Now, that's all you doing. Now, think about our lives and how we live and the blessings we want from God, and think about all we do, and then people struggling, trying to, trying to figure out how to get what's in this psalm. That's what people are really trying to figure out to get what's in this psalm, Right? When Jesus already told us what to do now, I mean, Jesus said the work is to believe on him. See, people got Jesus plus going on. Call it Christianity plus, call it Jesus plus, I don't know I don't care what to call it. But it's Jesus plus something else we're doing or we think we need to do or something going on. And that's what's creating the problem for most people. Because it's not God plus nothing. It's not Jesus plus nothing. It's Jesus. Jesus won. Jesus does this. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, I want you to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this right quick, and I'm going to keep going. You're going, yeah, this is it. Come out now. I, I went through the psalm, and I broke down the verses and just said, if, if I just do this part, I want to see what it sounds like. I started at verse 1 and went all the way to verse 14, and I'm going to tell you who doing what, and I'm not going to get into the detail. I'm just going to tell you, beginning, who does what, and you listen to how much you do. I'm going to start at verse 1, and I'm not going to call no more verses. I'm just going to go down. You dwell, you say, God will, you won't, this will happen because you have, no evil will because God will, the angels will, you will, because you have, God will, God will, because you have, you will, God will, God will, God will, God will. Now, let me me just go to the one where you, let's see. You do well, you say. There ain't nothing to do. You do well, you say. It ain't say you work. You do well, you say. All right. You won't. <laughs> you won't be afraid. You won't have fear. You won't these things. That's what God says. If you do well and you say, that's all you doing. You do well and you saying. You won't have them fears you got. You won't be scared, and there are a lot of things that ain't gonna happen. Then he says, what you're going to do is you're going to set your love on him. And because of that, something else is going to happen. God will, God will, God will. All we're doing is trusting, loving, setting. That's all we're doing. But that ain't what we're doing. I'm telling you, that ain't what people are doing. They're in the bookstore looking for an answer. This book, How to Get God in Six Steps, um, The Secret to Opening Heaven's Blessing the power of the anointing in God, okay? Now, like I just told y'all, <laughs> and it's just truth. Now, y'all know this truth. We don't never say nothing to y'all about no money, right? Come on now, be honest, other than get up here and pray for the offering. That's all we do, right? And we constantly spending money. I just told you you got to spend about 20 grand on, the, on maybe on the roof, maybe, if it don't work like I think it is. We could spend 20 grand on that. We just bought all our chairs. We're constantly doing stuff, and we don't talk about it. We don't have no... Come give me the roof, y'all, please go sell some cupcake offering. We ain't doing that. Why? Because God will. God going to do what he need to do for his own stuff. God can take care of his own stuff if we just let him. But if we learn how to do what the scriptures say, then God takes care. We get the favor of God in every area of our lives. But we have to understand this, these outrageous claims. But what does this mean? Look, Look at what it says. Psalm 91, he he starts off giving us the secret. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But let's start there. That's a lot. That's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. You know, you can say it and keep reading and go, oh, well, you know, and I'm looking for God to do these things. But what does it mean to dwell? Dwell means to sit down, to remain, to settle, to marry. So that means then that this ain't about, oh, you read a scripture. You read your verses. You did your devotion for the day. Not mine necessarily, any devotion you did. You prayed and then you got up and ran on off to do what must be done. Because, you know, that's how people say, if you don't do it, it ain't going to get done. That's how we do, you know. Got to get it. Not understanding that if God don't give you what you need, you ain't going nowhere. You know, I was messing around with Brother Tim yesterday playing while he was out there on the lawnmower when I got up on the ladder and I was, because I saw him over there messing around and when I kicked the ladder, the ladder fell off the building. And I said, See, Lord, that's how I could think it happened. I mean, had to fell off on my head and Tim be over there riding and now I got to come over here and get me try to figure out how I fell on my head. Thank you, Lord. Why you up here acting a You know God is constantly just watching over us in, our, in the things we're doing, even when we don't recognize that He's doing it. This is what He's doing, and my whole life could have been different today. And everybody wondering, I wonder what happened. Why pass? Why did it happen in the had to pass? Y'all, what y'all supposed to say? I already told what to say. I don't know what He's doing, but He ain't doing something right. Now y'all can people say, "Well, I don't believe that." I don't care what you believe. I read the Bible. Now you believe whatever you want. I read the Bible. Now, either God is a liar or he tells the truth. So I, I refuse to die saying God's a liar. I say I have not tapped in. I ain't learned how to tap in. That's what I'm going to say. Till I die, I'm going to say the same thing. And that's what's going to say on front of my cast. If y'all come in here and next week, I'm dead because something put on the front. Pastor didn't tap in. Past the sermon. And I told you, don't be lying on God. Passed up there, shingling roofs in heaven and pastor it. This, and don't be playing. Don't be missing, No, no, no. Tell the truth. Pass it and tap in. Because that ain't what that scripture say. It don't say with long life. No, 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 no. no that ain't. It don't say, and he shall fall off the roof. <laughs> he shall call upon me and fall off the roof. That's not what that says. That's not what this says. Now, come on now. We either gonna believe God or we're not. Let me let me. It's like if I'm talking to my wife and I say, "Girl, I love you," and she says, oh, "I, I guess, you do." Well, obviously, she doesn't have confidence in what I'm saying. There must be something that I'm doing that's not giving her the confidence in what I'm saying. I mean, you you listen to some preachers and they will absolutely have you believing. I heard one say one time, well, you know, the things in the Bible are general. This is in general. It doesn't mean it applies to everybody. Okay, well, how we know who gets it and who don't? How do we know which, who does Psalm 91 apply to? You can do well, but you can't. And it don't matter if you do well, you ain't getting it. Because it just depends we got to stop doing that somewhere. We, see, the problem is we're all afraid of indicting each other, if not ourselves, too. Because we see things, and we're like, oh, man, that ain't cool. And, you know, I don't want to judge nobody, and I don't want to judge this. We ain't judging nobody, but we sure better not judge God. we got to come and say, okay, God, look, now you either playing with us, you hyperbowling. Y'all know what hyperbole? Hyperbole is when you just kind of give all this extra stuff. That's like me saying, y'all wouldn't believe it. I woke up this morning, I heard a boom, it was so loud, they could hear it to China. That's what we call hyperbole. So either God is hyperbolic, or he's not. I choose to believe he's not hyperbolic, I choose to believe that I fall short. That's just what I choose to believe, because think about it, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. That's like saying he that, as I said, that word means, he that sits down, remains, settles, marries God shall abide. And that word abide means to stop, stay, lodge. You live in there. He that dwells in the secret place to stop. Abide to stay. You're going to lodge there. In other words, when you come, if you find me at some other person's house at night, look for Sister Lori somewhere and run. Because I'm not supposed to be there unless it's my brother. I'm just spending another night. But typically when I go somewhere, she go with me. And we lodge together. We're married. Look at what this word "secret" means. Let me talk about that for a minute. He that dwelleth in the secret place. The secret place is not like you got to go find some book. How to find God's secret place? You know, people are always looking for mystery, and that's what God says about His people. They all caught up in mysticism, and the devil likes that stuff. You know, it's like witchcraft. Now we got to do is, you know, mm-hmm, let me find God. Your secret place. Like it's some real secret, you know, and we got to find it. we got to dig through the mysticism to find it. That's not what this means. See, see, the word secret means something that is kept or meant to be kept unknown or unseen by others. Okay? Now, now watch this. There's some stuff I know y'all doing. Okay? Now, when I say y'all, y'all going to know immediately who I'm talking about when I say it. There's some stuff I know y'all doing. I, I mean, I'm not going to even look at people. Y'all, I know y'all doing it because I see them cheering. I ain't looking at nobody, but I I see them cheering. So I know y'all doing it. Doing what? We ain't talking about that. But we know they're doing it. We know they did it at least. Because what? There's evidence. they are right there. Them your children, they look just like y'all. And we know how this happens. That's the secret place. See, see, the secret place is the unseen. We know you're doing it. Like, come on, Pastor, you just said that. But, But I mean, we know they're doing it right, but it's not seen. It's not something exposed to us, but it's expected. We would expect it to be happening. It's what goes with the marriage. It's a part of it. So this ain't nothing mysterious. God not trying to say, go find it, pray, get under the bed, and ask me where my secret place at, and if you keep looking and searching, you might find it. That's not what he's talking about. God's talking about he that dwells, he that marries gets married, and he that will woo what? Come into this secret, unseen place of mine. Will abide or lodge under my shadow? You we'll gonna live underneath my shadow? If you do what, come up in here, marry me, dwell with me, come in here and sit down with me. You know, my wife and I go to. I mean, people would think probably something wrong with us. I guess. They might I don't know if they would or not let me just say this, but me and my wife go everywhere I mean pretty much we literally go everywhere, everywhere we go, we go we do I mean everywhere we go we go I mean if it's vacation we go if it's Dinner, we go. If it's wherever we go. At night, we watch TV in the bed together. We go. We, we, we do everything like that. We we just do that, right? I mean that, this is what God is talking about. You can't, that'd be like if I call her and say, now I'm not indouging nobody because I don't know none of y'all business. And I don't want to know your business. I'm talking about my business right now. If I call her and say, L'OR, I just want you to know I'm about to be gone for three weeks. Where you going? Up in the mountain somewhere. Now if I don't tell her I'm going with God then she going to want to go. Oh she going. Now she by say I don't have to do, do nothing well, you go ahead and do whatever you're doing but I, I'm going. I want to be there too. And it ain't because she don't trust me like that it just she want to go. She like I don't want to stay home. What am I going to do over here? Stuff I do over here is typically with you. So I'm going up there. Okay well come on. I would go on business trips when I work in Southern. She's right there, there, Lori. People thought she worked at the law school. And when you go, she was there. And then other people would come. And I remember one time having a conversation with her. I said, well, I think I'm going to go on this trip. I said, I don't know nobody wives be going. She said, they ain't got nothing to do with us. I said, you right. Come on, let's go. So we get there. And there ain't nobody wife there. She just going to do whatever. And then she come on back to the room and we do whatever we're doing. And, and, And so God is like, look, here's the deal. I need you. I want you to live with, hang out with me. I want you to dwell, sit down, marry. I am your most important thing. That means that all the time you got, when your mind is not occupied with me, it ought to be occupied with me. That's the way it is. I want you to think about nothing but me all the time. That's what I want your mind to be about. I want you to be so caught up in me that you can't think of nothing nothing but me. That's what God's wanting. He said, look, now you want to know how to get here. That's what I want you to understand. I ain't playing. And Now, y'all can do play all y'all want, but I'm not playing. I, God, that's like me and my wife. I think we both fully understand one another. There's some stuff we ain't doing. I was joking around with Brother Chapman one day, and I told him, I said, Brother Chapman, I know I had already made my mind a long time ago. I said, I don't ever think that that would happen. I said, I just don't. I don't ever think that that would happen. I said, but I can tell you, now. Nah, if I ever walked in my house and called somebody up in my house, everybody got to die right then. Everybody going to die right then because I don't want my blood to cool like they say, you know, because you go outside. When you go outside and your blood cool, they say you done murdered people because you had time to think about it. You know, you went outside and you thought about it and, oh, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Then you go back in, they're going to get you. Now, they're going to get you anyway for the other thing. But if it happens right then, they get you less. And then what tends to happen is the people sitting over there, if your lawyer do it right, they're going to probably say something about, well, you know, just hopefully you won't go home after jury duty and walk in on the same situation. I want you to think about that when you go back there to determine what your verdict going to be. See, and all of a sudden, your mind starts flashing as to what would you do if you had a situation like that. And now, it causes you to doubt that, well, maybe this person really did. But if you cool off. So I had already thought through that. Well, I believe that's how God is. See, I didn't give away my thing, now, But I don't think, that, I don't believe there's ever going to, to be a problem. I'm just saying. <laughs> look, 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 see, I said, Lord, I'm going to try to stay on track. And sometimes I get off. Y'all know it. they be running down this way. That's why I got my thesis. But I got to say this. I told this Lord the other day. She was in the bedroom on the, on the ladder doing something, and she almost kind of slipped. I say, see, now you fall off and hit your head. The people are going to be like, how was y'all's relationship? I'm going to say, sir, I promise you, I watched her, and she just, I don't even know how she felt. And that's your story. That's what you want. Then they're going to be calling all y'all, won't sit down, find out. Well, how were they? <laughs> we fine, we fine. All right, I'm, I promise I'm going to get back. Now, so God is like, dwell, I need you to dwell, dwell, dwell in this place. God. So God's like, look, when you're here, I need you to think about this. God says, if you will dwell, and then in this secret place, which means that's that place where you're with God all the time. You always got him on your mind, you know, even when you're driving, he's on your mind. When you, No matter what you're doing, he's on your mind. Think about it. I remember when, when, and all of us know this, and it's mostly men especially. That's why women get a little confused at the end or in the middle sometimes. It's almost like that man can't seem to stop calling. Every time he called, I was just thinking about you. I can't get you off my mind, he say, Really? Then they won't get married and now their mind and got lost. Some kind of way, you know, you. Well, why I ain't on your mind now? You know, and then if, if they calling you, like my wife say, hey, every time I call you, Time about you working, you working, you working. You ain't used to say that. No, because I was working on you. That was my work. See, I was working, working, working. Now it's like, see, but that's the point. God's like, look, I need you to be like that. Keep your mind on me when it's all the time. Get on the phone. You're on the phone all night long, all night long, all night long. Why? Because it's new, it's fresh. And God's like, look, I'm telling y'all, people don't realize God has something fresh all the time. There's no way anyone could comprehend all that God is. People got him at some point. They met him at the door, then they turned around and went on the other way. And they keep thinking, I know God, I got this, this is boring. You hear, you hear people say, oh, it's the same thing all the time and nothing's different. But that's because they're not going deeper into their relationship with God. If you don't dwell with God long enough, God can't open his mind up to something else to help you understand about him. And he doesn't change. This ain't mysterious. It's the same scriptures. There are scriptures that I used to read that I never saw certain things about God. And as time went on, I would read them and I'd be like, oh, my God, now I understand. Oh, my God, now I see. Oh, my God. And some of it could be just through the experience I've had in life that then made me turn and say, God, please forgive me. I've not been this person to you, but I've expected you to be this way with me. Look at what it says. He says in verse, verse 2, this is what I'm supposed to say. See, in other words, I'm dwelling, I'm married, I'm abiding in this secret place so that things that are unseen, that are, I'm in an unseen place with God. In other words, I can't get up here and pray if I don't pray with God. If I don't have a time where I get with God, me and God, y'all ain't never going to see it. You ain't going to see it. You're going to say, something ain't right about that. You don't know what it is, but I'm missing something. That's because I'm out here trying to do something that I don't do with God. And so if I don't do it with God, if I don't abide with God, I can't expect him to come out and abide with me. I can't expect him to penetrate the hearts of people because he's the only one that does it. Why? Because you don't have no real relationship with me. You out here talking about one. Preaching about one. But you don't have one. You don't do well. That's like if I get up here and talk about my wife. That's why I could go home and most of the time we don't even discuss half stuff that down' and say it. Because it's true stuff. See, if I get up here and play about, like all that I just said, about us everywhere we go, we whatever, if that's a lie, she might say something when we get home, but even if, if, even if she doesn't, it's a lie. And all that lie does is undermine our relationship even further. Because she'll be like, you get up and lie in front of those people to try to make yourself or the church or whatever you're doing when it's just a lie. It ain't real. See, see what I'm saying? If that's the case, then it just undermines the relationship. And it's no different if I get up here with God and I'm here telling y'all about a God and all this here and, all, and when I ain't with y'all, I, I'm too busy doing whatever I'm doing to spend any time with God, whatever that might be. And it doesn't have to be these nasty things. People always think it got to be something nasty. It ain't got to be nasty. It just ain't God. Whatever you're doing, you're spending all your time doing that. God ain't on your mind. You ain't thought about him, and you're just over there doing what you do. You don't do well with God. You don't live with God. You don't spend your time with God. So how can you expect God to do these things? Yeah, I got to realize something. Look, look, look at what it says in verse 2. This is what you'll say. Now, you're going to say this. Why? Because it's true. Verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. See, he ain't just God. He's my God. Yeah, he's, he's my God. Not only is he my God, he's my refuge. He's my fortress. So when everybody comes against me, when anything comes against me, God is my refuge. God is my fortress. He's real. And see, if he's real, you can't defeat me. You can't beat me. You can't come against me and undermine me. You can't destroy me. This whole building could leak, and God will do whatever he got to do to get it fixed, or he'll just tear it down. <laughs> and it won't matter. Because the point is that what? God is the refuge. God, this is why, because eventually we all going to die. You know, as I was riding down the airline highway today, I was looking at the trees and stuff. I was like, you know what? This is, think about this. If we don't do nothing, let's say we do nothing but come here for the next 10 years. We don't do nothing else but come here. Now, that means literally, we don't do nothing but come here. Y'all come just like y'all are today. All right? Now, let me say it again. We don't do nothing. So don't do nothing. (laughs) All right. Not only is little Robert's shirt going to be way too small. Eventually he's going to have to unbutton it probably because he's going to break out that shirt. Some of y'all going to look like a bush because your hair going to grow all out your face because remember you ain't doing nothing. And Lord forbid how the building going to smell because we ain't did nothing. If you can find the building, for the grass and the leaves and everything that's going to be done piled up around here. And God forbid, who knows what else, they not all messed up. Because we ain't going to do nothing. Remember now, we're doing nothing. Well, as I wrote, I said, see, God, this is why it's so ridiculous for people to think that man evolved. But he ain't do nothing. And you tell telling me he evolved into something great like we are, right? Yeah, from monkey or whatever he came from, amoeba, whatever we did, we just evolved to this. That's not what happens. Things get raggedy. Things get bad. Things tie up. Things get older. And when it's over, if we don't try to keep up with that older, guess what? It ain't too attractive. But God does what he does. God is the one who tells me what. He says, look, if you dwell in this secret place, you marry me. You settle down. You lodge with me. He says this. What flows is you begin to say stuff. You can't help but say it. The longer you spend with God, listening to God tell you what he is, tell you who he is, tell you what he can do, tell you how he will do it, there ain't no way you can't say. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. I don't trust the offering, I don't trust the membership, I don't trust anybody but God. Now, does that mean then that what, you don't have friends and people and relationships? Yes, 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 but that can't be what you put your trust in. Your trust, let me me talk to you about trust for a minute. The word trust actually means to be confident of an expectation of something. Now, I trust that Tim will cut the grass. I do because, I mean, I'm telling you, it don't matter what's going on. i be anywhere. I'll be here. Here come Tim. He's going to pull in that yard with that lawnmower and cut that grass. I trust Tim going to cut the grass. I don't trust Tim going to cut mine. Unless I ask him maybe because what? He seems to be willing to do what I ask him, and so he seems to be trustworthy in that sense. You know, I can trust him. But the point is I've never asked him to cut my grass, so I don't... Trust that Tim going to cut my grass. See, we always make trust into something that's like, you don't trust me. Why should I? It depends on what we're talking about. I mean, you know, you got to understand, God is the only one you can say, in him will I trust. Because God says everything that matters, my relationship with my wife, you want it better? Trust me. He don't say trust her, trust me. You trust me, I'll get you the way you need to be with her. Uh, you, you know, you want this right? Trust me. You want your job? Trust me. You want the money? Trust me. You want your job to work? Trust me. You want this? Trust me. Don't trust your boss. Don't trust this one. Don't mean they ain't good people and you don't have, you, you don't go up to him and say, I don't trust you. <laughs> My pastor told me don't trust you. He said, trust God. Don't go home and tell your husband that. You heard husband pastor say, huh? Don't trust you. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is ultimate trust for things to happen and things to be done must be in God. But it won't ever be there if I don't dwell with him. See, if I don't dwell with him and live with him and abide with him and listen to him and let him get deep, deep, deep down inside of me, why you think there's so much violence in the street? That's why NBA young boy all upset. Because them cheering, dwelling in that music, And what happens is they listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. And they dwell with this stuff. They dwell with the images. They dwell with the stuff. They listen. And then when the time is right, they act on it. Now all of a sudden, it ain't nothing to pull a gun and start shooting, even though they don't know where to shoot. That's why they shoot five people in the club, because they're trying to get their one and they hold a gun like that. And they get the, you know, they got to do it that way, you know, shooting all over the place. Why, go? Because of what they heard, where they've been dwelling, and that's what's getting in their heads. Now, all of a sudden, they think this is how life's supposed to be. You know, if you want to be respected, this is what you must do. Because society is this way. This is what you must do. So it gets in their head. They go to sleep with it on their head. They wake up with it on their head. They play it in their cars. I mean, I was out here the other day trying to talk to Brother Chris. Somebody was playing music so loud. I'm talking about with cuss words that was cuss, cuss words I ain't even heard. So loud, I thought, first of all, you're going to be deaf before you're 30 with that kind of banging going on in your car. But for that car to be going, it's literally shaking. And you in there listening to all this music. You're dwelling. You're dwelling, and you're dwelling with demons. And that's what people don't understand. You're dwelling with demons. And what happens is they then begin to do what demons do. They act through you because demons can't kill nobody. All they can do is suggest it. They got to get up in somebody. And if they get up in you, how? Through dwelling. That's how they do it. So God says, how do you think I'm going to get up in you? You know, I, 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 you were born again, and now I tell you my spirit's in you. But how do you think you activate and keep your faith alive to believe that the spirit you have on the inside of you can do all of what I'm telling you I can do. You got to dwell. You got to listen. You got to stay before me. You got to stay with me all the time. No matter what you're doing, you got to be hearing and listening and talking and believing because that's how it works. When they ask Jesus, what's the work? Jesus said, the work is to believe. And people keep saying they believe. But I'm telling you, look at Psalm 91. Again, here's something we can ask ourselves. Well, look at this outrageous claim by God. Look at verse 10. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Okay, well, God, is this another one of your hyperbole statements? There shall no evil befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. Is this just some like, Poetic stuff you throwing out? Who wants that? That'd be like my wife. If you know all the time I talk to her, I'm, I can't remember the song. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. Where this guy just go on serenading a woman about all what he gonna do. I, he'll wash her dishes. He'll cook dinner for her. He gonna do all this stuff He said. Baby face. And he's saying all this stuff, right? And my question is, Is he washing the dishes? Is he cooking the dinner? And is he cleaning them clothes? Or is now he got old? See, you can say all that stuff serenading because it sounds good. You know, I mean, it takes singers to do this stuff. You know, Luther Vandross was good at it. A chair is just a chair. There's no one sitting there. I'm like, okay. Just like a home ain't a home if you ain't there. Oh, okay. The question is, you know, all sounds great. But when she's there, are you doing what you serenaded? Well, this is what I'm saying about God. God, are you serenading us? Are you just trying to play with us? My people, listen to me. No evil will befall you. Neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. I'm just playing. I I'm just playing. Now, y'all, y'all know y'all on the planet with the devil now. And he's he something. He busy, boy. Little, little. I mean, I be trying. But you know, I'm so busy accounting for hair, Brother Chris, that I and sparrows that I can't keep up with the people and the devil. Evil might just catch us by surprise. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, the devil got you. Let me see if I can fix it. That's not God. Uh-uh. God's like, uh-uh. I need you in here. I need you in here. It's like a couple saying they can't have a baby. And they go to the doctor. And the doctor says, okay, tell me what y'all doing. Well, we we sit across from each other at the table. And we pray. God, in the name of Jesus, give us a baby. We want a baby bad. We cry. We weep before the altar. We've done everything we can. Had every pastor lay hands on us. In the name of Jesus, that baby ain't come yet, and we said, "Okay, look, hold up. I'ma need y'all to go into the secret place, <laughs> and there's some more instructions I got to give y'all. Okay, now I feel very funny, but I'm gonna just send you to the encyclopedia and go look it up. And if you come back and go, oh, I ain't got time for that." They're just too much involved with all that. Now, I mean, I ain't got time. That take too long. I'm not trying to be uh, dealing with all that. Well, then forget the baby. Now, I know y'all does not sound funny, huh? but think about God. Well, I, ain't, I really ain't got time for all that. Well, okay, but you won't, <laughs> you, you really down here on planet Earth with all these devils and demons. You want no evil to befall you, and you don't want no plague to come near your dwelling, but you ain't got time. To dwell with God. See, God, like you got to live in my house, because I'm telling you, if you don't, the devil is gonna be looking for a way to get you. You got to live in here with me, he's saying. But some people just ain't got that. You know, I don't think it takes all that, they say. Okay. That be like, I'm telling y'all, I know what I'm talking about. That'd be like me going to tell my wife. She say, you know, we need to talk, we need to talk more. We should, we should like go to dinner sometime. Let's say we don't go out. We need to go to dinner sometime. We need to talk. I say, girl, don't take all that. Yeah, think about it. We married. It don't take all that. And she like, okay, you mean really? I mean, we never go to dinner. We never talk. We never hang out with each other. But we married, right? And I say, well, it don't take all that. Okay, well, what exactly are you trying to build here? If you're trying to build a relationship with God, it take all that. You know, I, 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 I was thinking the other day, somebody I was talking to, I'm not going to say who they are, it's not important. They, would, they, they, they really, I don't know if they believe the earth is flat or not, but at least they give some credence to the idea. Well, as I was riding, looking at the moon, and it was round, I thought to myself, you know, I, as they think about it, well, why would God make everything else round and to make this flat so what, we could just look at it all? I don't understand that. And then the Bible says he sits on the circle of the earth. What are we talking about? Why don't we understand the truth of what God says? Look at, look at, I want you to see something now. I want you to think about this. This is what it means to be trustworthy. See, God is trustworthy. Some people, all of us, are trustworthy on different things. Now, watch this. Trustworthy means having or showing the qualities or ability that merit recognition in a specified way. So, I may be trustworthy, all right? which is different from trust. You have to understand this. Trustworthiness really has nothing to do with the character of the individual you're trying to trust. It has more to do with the relationship you have and your experiences, which may be tainted by your own mind. I'm going to say that again. Trust has nothing to do with the person, most of the time. That you're trying to trust. It has more to do with, that's if they are a person that of character, etc. It has more to do with whether or not you have had experiences and other things that merit them being trusted based on those situations. And therefore what? It might very well be something going on in your mind. In other words, let's say, for instance, you grew up and everybody you've ever known always do you wrong. Well, how are you going to trust God? Seriously, why wouldn't God do you wrong? Now, we ain't never going to say that. But back in our deep of our minds, when things don't go right, we're willing to say, well, hey, stuff don't ever go right for me. No way. This one don't like me. That one didn't like me. This didn't happen. Why would God like me? Why would God do that? See, and all of a sudden, God's trustworthiness with you has nothing to do with God's ability to be trusted. God is more than able to be trusted. Question is, is he trustworthy to me? Is he worthy of my trust? God says, if you'll dwell with me, go back to verse 2. If you'll dwell with me, he says, you'll say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. You trust. You have a confident expectation of something. Now, many times y'all have heard me talk about living long and living out my life and all that. I have an expectation. Now, people may say, well, pastor, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Right. And I'm telling you, depending on what happens, we're going to put it on the front and say, pastor did not tap in. I want it in big letters, depending on when it happens. Yeah, put it on there, big letters. Pastor didn't tap in. Why? Because I refuse to say God's a liar. I trust him, and I'm going to go to the verse that God says. Look at verse 16. With long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Now, do you trust God or not? Do you believe God or not? Well, pastor, I know so-and-so. I don't care what you know. You're basing your trust on experiences. Do you trust God? See, you can't base your trust on God if it's based on your experiences. You have to base your trust on what God says. That's why you got to dwell with him. See, the longer you dwell with him, the more you stay with him. See, all y'all know somebody or something that's causing you to say, I can't accept what he's saying. Oh, my God. <gasps> Why? Wow, you're saying to yourself. Yeah, I know. My sister died. She was 45, of cancer. What you saying, Pastor? I ain't saying nothing except God don't lie. What is she? I don't know what happened. I don't know if God didn't lie. God don't lie. We either have to say God lies. He's hyperbolic. Or we ain't tapping in something. And simple as that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Why we got to indict each other? That's why we would rather get up and make up stuff. That's why I wouldn't even do this if I couldn't do what I'm doing right now. If I was in one of them churches, they could fire me. They need to fire me now. Well, pastor. You know, they call you to the back. Well, pastor. The deacon board, you know, pastor. We need to talk to you for a minute. when they talk like that, you know, it's going to happen. You know, know, you're really stirring up the congregation, you know. And and you kind of got them, you know, upset, you know, because, you know, uh, sister Bobo, uh, you know this happened and uh, you made her feel like some kind of way. Oh, oh, ain't nobody got time for none of that. Either we gonna believe what God say or we just gonna throw the book out. We can start drawing lines through everything we don't accept. Instead of just saying. What's wrong with saying that? Okay, we must not miss something. It don't have to be negative. We might have missed something. Why can't we say that? Why would we have to say God's making this up? This is why we, we don't say we can trust him. If we believe that, that right there don't mean what it saying, then what does that mean? Well, pastor, you can't engage long by long. Well, long mean long. Y'all know anything with long that's show? I mean, you know, come on now, I'm just trying to be real here now, let's just be real, let's break the Bible down. See, in law school, when I'm talking to my students and we got a a, a law, I don't say long means shout, but what that really means, unless we go into the legislative history and they say, well, let's use long instead of shout. They don't do that. The courts say that the people are thought, the legislators are expected to know the common meaning of language when they make laws. So that's how we interpret it. Okay, that's, that's basic Bible interpretation as well. We use the words based on what they are. Long mean long. Yeah, but long mean long. Now, if you go in the Bible, there are places where you, people keep trying to figure out what does that mean. They say, oh, it looked like God said he'll give you 70 years. Okay, well, then we draw a line at 70. Some of y'all say to yourself, well, you know, I'm, I done went past long. Well, then you been going longer. See, we ain't trying to put no definition on nothing except we know that's the only place we can find anything even close to that. That's it. That's all we can find. There's nothing else there. So why can't we at least start off saying, you know, it's kind of like everything else. What if I told you, you, you know, you went to some weightlifting class, not weightlifting, let's say weight loss. You go to a weight loss class, and they tell you, oh, you can lose five pounds in a week. And then, you know, the week is over, and you done gain five. And you look at them and say, what is this? They say, man, we just, we just say that. To get your money. I mean, don't you know that's what we're doing? Trying to get your money out of your pocket in ours? And we knew if we told you that this guy ain't going to make you gain five, we knew you wasn't going to get it. So is that what God doing? God, like, look, I already know these people ain't going to have nothing to do with me if they realize the devil going to kill them anytime he want to. <laughs> or if they realize that I ain't going to show them no salvation. Why we believe heaven, but we don't believe this? God said all of it. Now come on, now remember when we get up and preach, we say, we, we know they're in a better place. How you know that? Well, because God said it. Well, God said that too. How do we know they're in a better place? How we know there is a place. See what I'm saying? We gotta well, look, we either gotta believe everything God says or we put it on the side. God says, here's the reason. I want y'all to understand and see. I already know, I am quite clear that. In my life, I have times that I'm confident that I'm probably not got God on my mind. People are like, well, well how much you on your, you? He got to be on your mind. Well, you ask yourself. You, what you do throughout this week is find out and ask yourself a question at times. When is God not on your mind? And you don't know it, I mean, because that question's been planted now. So, so just be watching and be cognizant and say to yourself, oops, you know, I, I, I hadn't thought about God in the last hour. I haven't done this. Or, or watch how you deal with God. Your prayer time, your Bible reading time. And when you're reading, are oh, you just reading? I got to get my five chapters in so you can check them out. You, know, you got your woo you get your trophy. Did you read them? Sometimes you just stop at a line and you just read it and go, wow. Wow, God. And you contemplate on that. You know, I was in my office this morning and Sister April knocked on the door to ask me a question. Well, she opened the door and I looked and she said, did you hear me? I was like, oh, yeah, I know I didn't. I was hanging out with God (laughs) for a minute. I wasn't paying attention because I was praying. I was trying to concentrate and go, oh, God, help me, please, God. I cannot communicate to your people about you unless you do it. You got to get them to understand you. I can't do it. So if I sit here and I say, or you tell me, you know, I've been trying to get this. I bought my truck. When I bought the truck, the guy told me that he was going to get me an owner's manual because he didn't have one. It's a 2020 trip. So I said, fine. So I go in for service. I did my service. They said, well, how was the service? I told them service was great, and then I put a comment. Uh, salesman so-and-so by name. He never got me my manual, blah, 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 and I just walked away from him. Well, about, about a week later, I get a call. I'm so sorry. Uh, service told me I didn't get you the manual. I should have followed up. You're right. You should have. I'm not calling you because you're supposed to follow up with me. You made the promise that you would get it. That was the deal. I'm not calling you back for that book, but as soon as they asked me, did I have any trouble with your, the dealership? Yes, this is my trouble. And immediately they responded and fixed it. All I'm saying is that God done told you what he expect. God, like, look, if you want this from me, this is what I expect from you. That's why I told you when I went through here, I went, God will, God will, God will, God will, God will, God will. Now I want to show you all this as they get ready to wrap up. Think about what what I'm about to, just think about this now. If you spend enough time with God, this is, and listen to this now. Verse 1 says that you'll dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Verse 2 says you're going to say of God that he's your fortress, you're going to trust him. Then verse 3 says this, this is what God's going to do. This is what God's going to do because you have dwelled. Because you have said you trust him, because you have done all that, this is what God says he will do. But he's not doing it until you dwell. You got to get married. You got to get in his presence. You got to stay with him. You got to get in there. So much you lodging with God. He says, then guess what? Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. For he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it won't even come near you. Only with your eyes will you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Why, God, why? Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation. Therefore, no evil will befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands, lest thou dash your foot against the stone. You will tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under the feet. All examples of the devil. Verse 14. Why, God? Why, God? Why? Because you set your love upon God. Not the world. Not all that other stuff. Not the TV shows, not the radio, not the job, not the careers, none of that. You set your love on God. Therefore, not before, I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Because why, God, why? Because he's known my name. You can't know it if you don't dwell with him. You can't know it if you don't spend no time with him. You can't know it if you're everywhere but with God. How you gonna know? I can't know that woman back there if all the time I'm gone somewhere else. I could say to myself, I married her, right, but she's different now. We've been married almost 23 years. She's different than when I married her. I can't say that's the same woman. I married her and left her at the house. 23 years later, i come back. People talking about why they, all feel a the of love. Stop saying that kind of stuff. It's not true. What's happened is you're moving and doing stuff. They're moving and doing stuff, and you're not dwelling, and you're not really knowing, coming more to know the person, to understand who they are, to understand why they're who they are. That's why you're where you're at, because you're not going deeper to understand. That's why everything sounds so good when we're doing counseling. I believe I found my soulmate. Oh, if I hear that again, I'm going to pull every little hair I got in my head out. Because if it's your soulmate, then shut up and get up in there and have some soul. But give it 10 years, and then it's like, I just want not want that. One that I had. <laughs> All the men stand around talking about, you know, I, my wife say this, well, mine do too. Bah, bah, bah. Well, you know, but when you got, before you got married, everybody thought they had somebody unique. Man, you got to meet her, bro. ain't nobody like her. Five years later, everybody stand around. Man, your wife do that too? Huh? Huh? You know, God's like, look, I'm unique. I'm different. If you get up in with me, I'm telling you, you set your love on me, you ain't never leaving. If once you get a taste of me, I don't know what you've been tasting. You might be tasting church and all that other stuff, but you get a good taste of me, you ain't going nowhere. You, you're just not. You're not going nowhere. Y'all got to realize this is kind of like those guys that say, you, you ain't leaving me. Now they crazy. I know that. Now they crazy, right? You ain't leaving me. Hey, if I can't have you, ain't nobody going to have you. That's how you got to get with God. You got to say, look, no, 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 you ain't leaving me. Uh-uh. If I can't have you, ain't nobody going to have you. Because I'm coming after you, you say. I want you, God. I want you. I don't want all the stuff if you can do all this stuff you saying I want you yeah I don't want nobody else I don't want nothing I don't want the job I don't want nothing I need you God because if I can get you and you can do all this I can get a job you can give me what I need you can take care of my business but I need you God I want you I want you that's what you gotta say I love you God please you 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 look man tell me now y'all tell me the truth you know if a woman was talking to you like that or a man Y'all know good and well y'all wouldn't be leaving nobody. They're all they saying unless they're crazy. Now, y'all know we got cray cray out there. Now, I'm not talking about them. You know, I just love you, I love you, I love you. I can eat you up. And they mean it. <laughs> they really will eat you up. We ain't talking about that. We talking about genuine want you companionship. I don't want to be with anybody else, they say. I want to be with you. I don't want to marry anybody else. I want to marry you. I'm trying to be with you, and this is what God, and when God hears that, he's like, look, then sit down. We about to dwell. You're going to live here, and I'm telling you what I will do, because this is who I am. I know what you're seeing out there. Don't believe it, and look what he says. Because you set your love on me. Look at what he says. Because you set your love on me. Look at verse 14. Go back to verse 14. Because he set his love on me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he's known my name. Verse 15, look, you're going to call on me, and I'm going to answer you. I'm going to be with you in trouble. See, he ain't say you ain't going to have no trouble, but he said when it coming, I'm there. You say, but God, why would I have trouble? Because we ain't all right. I don't understand why people don't understand this. God, when we meet God, we're not right. There are things wrong with us that need to change. And sometimes God lets trouble bring it to us so we can recognize our problems. And when we recognize our problems, God can help us change. He wants us to change. We say, God, we want to be like you. We love you. We want to be like you. He's like, you sure? That's why Jesus asked them boys, y'all sure you can be baptized with the baptism? They want to sit on his right hand on his left. You sure you can do what I'm about to do? Oh, yeah, we sure, they said. We got to understand God is holy and righteous and, and good and honest and He's always doing things the right way. And if that's how you want to be, you know, sometime I don't know about y'all, but sometime I didn't do things the right way. Well, God's like, yeah, but you know, I know you love me. You say, but I'm gonna need you to learn how to do that right. I gotta discipline you. I have to train you. I want you to understand. You're my son. you my. I need you to help. I want you to be better. Don't get upset because of the trouble. The devil didn't just surprise me. I let him do that because you won't listen to me. I told you don't do that. You did it anyway. So I let the trouble come to you, and now you're back calling me. And I'm going to be with you in the trouble, but I ain't going to deliver you yet. But look at what he says there. I will deliver him and honor him. God going to take care of you. And look at what else have he keeps going on. Look at the next verse. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Out of this whole psalm, you ain't did nothing. You didn't do nothing but show up. You found God and you did what? Married him and then you just told him, I just want you, God. I just want you, God. I just want you, God. And God did everything else. And then you set your love on him and that was all you had to do. That's why Jesus said the work is to believe on him. So many people keep thinking, oh, it's just the cross. It ain't just the cross. Don't you see the love of God there? God is like, you need to get in here and understand something. If you get in this secret place, I can do everything you think you need. You'll, be, you'll have joy all the time. You won't need to be talking about no stress. That's why the Bible says in Philippians, be anxious for nothing. Not a thing, don't worry about it. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and mind in perfect peace. This is the God that we serve, but we got to get to know him because when you get to know him, you start looking like him. Things start happening that way. Only all you're doing though is you just come in, you just marry him. That's all. And you set your love, and you begin to believe in me. And God says, I got this. Just back up. See, see most of the time, we won't help. We won't help. God just says, back up, back up. I got this. What you want me to do, God? Pray. Pray. Spend your time with me. Read the word. Now, you're going to go to work. I ain't telling you you don't do nothing. But what I'm telling you is, you'll plant something, and a thousand will pop up. You'll do something, and where all the effort and work you would have to put in, you don't have to worry about it. God will take care of it. Because that's what he do. That's his job. Final word. Most, uh, in a lot of marriage situations, do know what I know, typically the husband will say things like, I got this. They really want their wives to feel like they can take care of the situation. Whatever's going on, we're going to handle this. That's how they talk. Why? I mean, even though they may not mind their wives being involved and doing things and all that, they don't want to feel like, or they don't want their wife to feel like, some kind of way, if you don't get this going, or if you don't do that, or if you don't do this, we ain't gonna make it. Mm -mm, Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. They wanna be able to say, look, we got this. One way or the other, we gonna make this happen. We gonna do whatever we gotta do. You know, we gonna take care of this business. Yeah, I might want you to do something a little different, but we ain't going to worry about it. We got this. I got this. That's how they talk. Why? Because they want confidence in them in their marriage situation. Well, that's how God is. God's like, look, I got this. I'm going to need y'all to trust me, though. If you keep looking outside of me, sooner or later, you have to come back. Every head bowed, every eye closed.